you're listening to the Refreshed Moms podcast. I'm Deanna Mason, creator of Refreshed Moms, a business and movement dedicated to helping moms learn how to rest well while building their ministries and businesses. This podcast is for moms who feel God calling them to more than motherhood and desire to create healthy rhythms of self-care that integrate their work, children, and faith. You can love God, your family, and your business while loving yourself, and I want to help you do it. Get cozy, grab your favorite drink, and let's get started. Here we go. Hey, welcome to the Refresh Moms podcast. I am Deanna Mason, your host, and as always, I am so happy to have you here. I really am pretty excited to talk about this topic. Um, sometimes I have plans in my head on what I'm going to record, and sometimes my topics are inspired. I love them both. I can go in and out of having a plan and in and, uh, and then back into um, just nixing the plan and going with what God has put on my heart to record. And today is an inspired recording. I recently changed the intake questions for the Refresh Moms Facebook community. Um, so, you know, like when you join a new group on Facebook, they have these questions for you to um, answer. They want you to agree to their um, the rules. You know, they're just trying to make sure the right type of person is entering into the community in order for that community to serve at its best. And so I updated some questions on my intake form to better reflect the direction I wanted to go in, in regards to that community in um, 2021. And so astoundingly, overwhelmingly, <laughs> um, women have been identifying with this particular struggle, which is finding time to spend with God. I actually want to read it exactly the way they're communicating it. So let me pull up what it's actually saying here. So creating consistency in my faith practices. So that's what's the answer to the question is I'm giving them like a multiple choice and asking them to choose which one do they want the most support around right now and creating consistency in my faith practices is what's being chosen. Probably the top issue, which surprised me. I mean, I knew it was an issue, but I was surprised to see it as prominent um, in the responses as I've been seeing since I changed those questions. So I'm like, well, you know, the reason why those questions are there is to help inform me on how to serve the community. And I'm like, I need to probably go ahead and record a podcast episode around this topic and do some Facebook lives around it and just um, provide some continue continued encouragement and support so that women can feel good about the time they are connecting with God, which is why the Refresh Moms app is in existence in the first place is to help you insert those times um, throughout your day and spend um, impactful short amounts of time in connecting with God and creating spiritual rest um, throughout your day and week. So it's important to me that this is addressed, but like I said, I just didn't know that was going to be as popular as an issue as it um, is being as it being shared with me for my people hopping into that group. So 
let's talk about a little let's talk about a little bit so just fair warning there's a couple things happening while I'm recording first of all I'm doing my Instacart shopping so my shopper is in Publix right now sending me notifications I just actually got one <laughs> or on, um, something they can't find so I may be uh, pausing to respond to my Instacart shopper to make sure they get me the right things and my husband is going in and out of the room because he got tired of waiting for me to record <laughs> Um, I've been, um, uh, just kind of him hawing around the house and, um, he was trying to give me space, um, to record without being interrupted. And he was like, you know what? I don't know when she's going to hop in. So I just was like, you know what, just do what you got to do in the bedroom and we'll just work around it. So there it is. Just let you know, in case you hear doors closing or <laughs> a cough in the background, I have no idea. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about why it's important. That's where I want to start. Next week, I'm going to share some um, more practical approaches to making this a consistent part of your day and week. But right now, I just want to talk about why it's important to stay connected with God, why spending time with Him is important. This is in no way, shape, or form designed to make you feel guilt about what's not happening. I actually want to do the opposite. I want to do the exact opposite, and I'm hoping I achieve that with this episode. So because of that, I want to start with this permission. I want to give you permission to feel challenged around spending time with God, because trust me, most mothers have challenges. If you were um, a woman of faith, a believer in Jesus prior to having kids, I'm going to bet that the time that you spent around the word or in prayer, you know, whatever your um, connection time looked like with God prior to kids, I bet it looked different. Okay. And then that's the thing. You're not going back to that. (laughs) So the way that you're feeling challenged is a very normal thing to feel because you have new things to be challenged with. You're now parenting. Um, Paul talks about how he wishes for people to be single like him so that they can focus their time on, you know, just expanding the kingdom of God. And he knew, you know, when he was teaching the church, I can't remember which um, church he was addressing when he talked about this. I want to say Ephesians. I could be wrong, (laughs) but he knew that once you, you know, get married and you have a family that you're going to be concerned about worldly things. And worldly thing is, you know, having a family, raising kids. It's not a bad thing. It's just a a worldly thing. And his preference was, was to not have to split your time between your family and the responsibilities that that takes with expanding the kingdom of God. But some people are not going to say no to having a family. And he understood that. And he also admonished them and encouraged them in that regard. So all that to say, it is understood that your time is going to be spent differently once you start raising children. So just understand that whatever challenges you're feeling around spending time with God, that is a normal thing to feel, especially as a mother. Okay. All right. The second thing I want to talk about um, in, in giving you permission is that there's no perfect way to do this. My cat is now meowing outside of the door. See, this is me trying to record a podcast episode on a Sunday afternoon when people are not in the work rhythm, work and school rhythm. It's okay. But there's no perfect way. 
to do it. Um, and there's no right way to do it. Okay. So you can't look at what I do, or I, if you hear how, if I share what I'm doing, you can't look at that and say, oh, I need to do it the way Deanna's doing it. You know, please don't do that. You know, if something I say, you're like, oh, that sounds good. I want to try that on, Just, you know, go for it. But there is no right way to spend time with God. You know, some people feel like it needs to look a specific way. You need to spend a certain amount of time in prayer. You need to um, study the Bible in a specific way. I'm, I'm here to tell you there is no one way to do it. And there's no right way to do it. And if I want to say there's a right way to do it, it's the way that you need to do it. That's the right way. <laughs> so whatever that looks like for you, especially seasonally as a mom, that's the right way. Okay. And we're get, we'll get into some actual um, applications in um, another episode. But right now, I just want you to understand that there is no wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. And if I do want to um, say there's a right way to do it, the right way is the way you need to do it. All right. And the last thing I want to include in regards to did y'all hear that? My husband's phone just dinged. I don't know if my mic is picking that up. <laughs> I may record in my closet next week. <laughs> I want to try that. I have a walk-in closet. I'm going to clean it out and see if I can record in there. But anyway, the third thing is God is a father and he's an understanding parent. Okay. He is the parent of parents and he knows what you're feeling and why you feel it because he designed motherhood. <laughs> he decide, He designed parenting because he himself is a parent. Okay. So he knows what you're feeling and he knows exactly why you're feeling it. And he knows exactly why it's challenging. Okay. So what I'm hoping is that we can stop fighting with the current season that we're in and re- and relax into the season so that we can just release challenge. We're going to, we're just not going to be challenged with this anymore. We're just going to discover the new. We're going to discover what does this look like right now for me? And whatever I discover, however my approach is for this season is just what it is. And I'm not going to let it be a challenge because it's my way. It's what I need to do in order for me to spend time with God. This is just the way it needs to look right now. I remember when my children were really, really little and we had one bathroom (laughs) and you know, my children were like, I think Kendall was not out of diapers yet. She was probably in pull-ups or something. And my son was out of diapers. Um, and so we're all sharing this bathroom. And I asked my husband that whenever I took a shower, if we can create, you know, a little bubble around me and just give me 15 minutes in the bathroom uninterrupted. So which means that he needed to make sure the children were distracted because my kids would literally wait outside the door um, when I went into the bathroom and just talk to me and try to, you know, their little hands, put their little hands under the door, trying to reach me. They just want to be close to me. And I asked him if he can just let me have an un- uninterrupted 15 minutes or, you know, however long I wanted to take in a bathroom. Can that just be my time? Nobody walk in, nobody use the bathroom while I'm in there. You know, because that's what they were walking it out because it's the only bathroom we had. And so if they had to go in there to grab something or, you know, if one of the kids had to use the bathroom, they would run in and use the bathroom and leave. And I'm like, let me just let me just get 15 minutes. Everybody's life will be okay for 15 minutes. (laughs) The kids can hold it for 15 minutes. And um, that's what he would do when he was home. Um, He helped me protect that 15 minutes. And I had prayers laminated on the tiles of my bathroom wall. And I would pray those prayers while I was in the shower. And 
I didn't feel like I wasn't praying just because I was praying in the shower. No, that was the time that I connected with God. And although maybe other people did not pray in the shower, that's where I prayed and that's what it needed to be for that season of my life. And to this day, I can recite the prayers and the scriptures that I prayed when my children were younger, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And I still use the shower as prayer time. Every single time I hop in the shower, I'm praying and talking to God. It's actually one of the places that I hear from him the best is in the shower. So I say all that to say is I just don't want you to feel guilty and I don't want you to feel challenged. I want you to let it go (laughs) and just be open to what it needs to look like right now. So I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to talk about releasing that guilt a little bit more and um, help you feel good about the time that you're spending with God. And I also want to talk a little bit why it's important, because I don't want to minimize the fact that um, even though, you know, your time may look different, it's still really, really important to make it happen. And I'm going to share a little bit around why that is. So um, I'll be back in just a minute. One of my favorite things to say is, unless you've built your business with children playing Legos under your desk, then we are not on the same playing field. (laughs) I say this because moms experience entrepreneurship differently. And because of this, we tend to be prime candidates for burnout within the first two years of opening our doors. Listen to this quote from parents.com. Burnout is affecting moms at epidemic levels and disproportionately affecting women. Now, here's how to know if it's affecting you right now. So maybe you are experiencing um, weeks of low productivity. You're frequently forgetful and having difficulty concentrating. Um, Maybe you are finding it difficult to be present with your kids and loved ones. So you're having a hard time separating your work from your time with your family You feel like you have completely lost sight of your business goals or the why behind the work that you're doing in the first place. You are experiencing depleted energy levels or you are frequently fatigued. And one of my favorite things to point out is you have implemented all the marketing training and strategy and things you've learned over the past year or so, and you are still not experiencing consistent income. All right. I was that mom, which is why I know moms are struggling with these things every single day, which is exactly why I created the Refreshed Moms membership, because I know you can live a life free of burnout while running a business you love, and the Refreshed Moms membership is here to help you do it. So what is the Refreshed Moms membership? It is a four-month guided experience for mom entrepreneurs that feel like they are either on the verge of business burnout or you are smack dab in the middle of it. I focus on these three main areas. So we're going to start with your burnout recovery. If you are feeling like you're on the verge of burnout, you're feeling like you're burnout already, we're going to give you some time to recover. I'm going to show you how to take a two-week to 30-day sabbatical from your work without sacrificing the nurture of your community or your income. Your business can still grow while you are resting, okay? 
but I'm going to also show you how to rest. I'm going to show you seven ways to recover from the burnout that you're feeling in order for you to be ready to hop back into work when it's time. So you're going to spend some time resting and recovering. You're going to be ready to hop back into work while you're in the membership And I'll be ready for you to help you restructure your business for long-term sustainability. And with my training, as well as my friend, Dana Mallstaff of Boss Moms, Nurture to Convert Society, you will be able to not only rest, but structure your business in a way that minimizes your work hours to just 15 hours a week. And you're going to make four figures in a part-time schedule every single month. The goal is to work less, rest well, and get paid more, all right? And with the Refresh Moms membership, you can accomplish that. So how do you join? The Refresh Moms membership plus access to Dana's Nurture to Convert Society is just $147 a month, just four payments of $147. Just in that four-month period, you are going to recover and restructure a business that you love. So proactively protect yourself from burnout. Build a business that you can actually sustain in the time that you have to work and make an income you can enjoy with Refreshed Moms membership. Go to DeannaMason.com forward slash membership to go ahead and hop on the waiting list or enroll or just hop in the show notes and click the link. That is it. And I hope to see you in the membership. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about releasing the guilt. So the reason why I believe we're feeling guilty about the time that we're spending with God or not spending with God is because we're expecting it to look a certain way and it just doesn't look the way that we think it needs to look in order for us to feel like it counts, right? It doesn't look like what you have envisioned time with God needs to look like. So therefore, it's not really me spending time with God. And sometimes what happens is if you're looking to to find 30 minutes of time uninterrupted, or you're looking for windows to go deep in the word, you know, whatever you are looking for that you're having trouble um, making room for, what we can do is because we can't do it the way we've envisioned it to be done, we don't do it because we keep waiting for opportunities to do it the way we think it needs to look like. An example of this is, okay, so I'm taking a um, class called the school of the new Testament and part of the way we move through the material of the books of the new Testament is when we first get into, when we're first introduced to that book, you know, in the curriculum, we are to read the entire book in one sitting out loud. And first of all, that's challenging. The short books, not so much, but when we're getting to the books like Acts and the book of Luke, you know, these long, um, books, 24 chapters, that's like a three hour commitment to read out loud. Okay. So it's already intimidating. I, for the life of me could not, when we got to the book of Luke, I couldn't figure out how in the world am I going to find three hours of time to read through this book in one sitting? I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And so you know, we were getting closer and closer to the day that it was supposed to be read. And I'm, and I just, because I was struggling with where do I fit this in? What morning do I get up three hours early to read this? What evening am I going to have three hours, a three hour window to read this? I couldn't figure it out and I didn't read the book at all. And so when I got into the class, 
you know, they asked, you know, who was able to read it and, you know, and people raised their hand. I didn't raise my hand because I didn't, I didn't read it. And I actually shared that I was having a challenge. I said, I'm having a challenge finding three hours of time to read it, which is causing me to get behind in my work because I'm not reading it. Therefore, I can't move forward with the next assignment because I haven't read the book, but I'm being held up because in my brain, I'm going to need to sit in one chair in a chair <laughs> and read this book for however long it takes for me to get through it. And I can't figure out a window of time to do it. And so um, I went to the bathroom during our break and somebody in the class, um, you know, I was waiting outside to get in the bathroom and somebody in the class um, got in line behind me. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad I um, caught you. She said, I just want to share with you that you can listen to it. She said, that's what I did. And, and she was like, do you remember it when, during our um, orientation that they said that when we're, when we're at the, in the longer books, that it's okay to listen to them instead of read them out loud. And I was like, I can do that. I can listen to it. So now it's a, when I get to the long books, it's like a, I have a whole rhythm around it. So I start listening to it um, when I go out in walk. So I like walking for like 40 minutes to an hour. I just love um, walking, getting, you know, as many steps in as possible. It's just refreshing and it's um, relaxing. And so I just put in my earbuds and sometimes I'm reading it as I'm walking and sometimes I'm just listening to it. And then I'm not going to finish the whole thing um, while I'm out walking. And so um, then I come in and I have my ear, I have it playing in my ears and then I sit down I'm, not, I'm sorry, I don't sit down. Then I go into the kitchen and I start dinner. And while I'm cooking dinner, I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to it while I'm cooking dinner. So that might get me through, you know, another 45 minutes of it. And so now I'm just down to a few more books. And so after I finish with dinner, I go and I sit in my office, in my office chair, and I finish reading it out loud. Or if I have to move on to another task, I just continue to listen to it until it plays all the way through. So what did that do for me? It freed up what I thought it had to look like. It gave me a new way of looking at it. Okay, so now I feel empowered. I feel I don't feel guilty because I, I went to class feeling so guilty that I didn't get my work done. Uh, I was embarrassed that I didn't get my work done. But just looking at it or, you know, turning that prism just a little bit to, to look at it a different way, it empowered me to say, oh, I can do that, right? So just be open to it looking differently than what you are thinking it needs to look like in order for it to count. <laughs> your seasons are going to change and your margins are going to change as you continue to keep living life. So the ways you are connecting with God can evolve and change as well. And maybe there's a day where you can come back to doing it the way you've envisioned it. But right now, just um, be willing to go with the flow, go with the flow of this current season. Don't try to push against the grain and make something happen that it's not, um, your season is not built to be able to hold, okay? So maybe instead of having that quiet time in the morning when you know your children wake up as soon as they hear you up, <laughs> I remember not wanting to walk down the hallway past my children's bedroom to go make coffee in the morning because my children could hear me 
And as soon as they heard me, they felt like that was their permission to exit out of their rooms. And so I would just, I wouldn't even go to the bathroom because this is when we were living in the house uh, with only one bathroom. I didn't have a bathroom in my, in the master bedroom. So I would have to leave out of the room to go to the bathroom. And I didn't want to do it because I knew my kids were going to hear the floor creak. (laughs) You know, it'd be five in the morning or something. And I'm like, I'm not ready to be mom yet. I just want to be by myself. And if I had to go to the bathroom, which, you know, many mornings I did, I couldn't hold it. And they would hear that floor creak and they would pop out of their door, you know, they'd be up and they'd be like ready to um, engage with me. So my dreams of what my mornings should look like before the kids get up, there was a season where they just didn't look that way. So you got to just not try to go. Cause if you, if you're going against the grain saying, no, I'm going to make this look the way I want it to look, you're going to miss out on connecting with God and spending time with God because you're waiting for opportunities for what you have envisioned to be able to happen. So go with the flow, be open to new ways of doing it. Do not go against the grain. All right. So I want to close the episode with talking about why it's important to spend time with God, even though your time um, constraints are there, even though your mothering season may make this um, challenging for you it's still important. (laughs) It's really important. We got to figure this out. Okay. So there are just five things I want to share. The first one is it's important to spend time with God. First of all, and overall is because you, you need him. You do. You need his guiding voice. You need time to make room to hear from him. You personally need him. That's why it's important. The the most important is because we absolutely need God to speak to us. We just do. The second thing is, and I made this word up. (laughs) It's actually two words, but you are a poorer outer (laughs) because you are an entrepreneur and you're a mom and all the other things that you are specifically speaking, because you are an entrepreneur and you're pouring out to your clients, you're a mother, you're pouring out to your children, you're a wife, many of you, you're pouring out to your spouse. You're always pouring out and the places you're pouring out are not designed to pour back into you. Okay. So you've got to make room to pour in. You just have to, because you'll eventually get to the point where you're, you have nothing else to give. And we call that burnout. (laughs) We call that burnout, right? All right. So because you are pouring out, you have to make room to pour in. And your spiritual rest and your spiritual faith is one of the most important, if not the most important way to pour in out of all the ways that we enjoy rest. All right. The third thing, your work, no matter your industry, no matter your work, your work is being used to bring the kingdom of God in the world. All right. Well, Deanna, I sell my crafts on Etsy. How in the world do I bring the kingdom of God in the world? I got a question during my um, first information meeting for Needle Movers for Social Equity, which is my nonprofit organization. 
um, I was running at an information meeting and, and I did a Q&A at the end. And one of the questions was, Deanna, is this going to be a faith-based organization? Now, at the time, I really didn't have clear thought on like who, who I was niching to. I, I had a I pretty much clarity on how I wanted to serve, but the question of niching to Christians wasn't really clear in my head. But they asked me, you know, are you going to be faith-based? And I, I didn't have an answer then. But what I did know is, and this is how I answer them, because I am faith-based personally, <laughs> because I am a person of faith, because I'm a follower of Jesus, there's nothing that I do that is not faith-based because it's coming out of me. There's no separation of my work and my faith. My faith is infused in my work, whether or not I'm niched to a Christian community. Okay. Um, an example of this is I was on a, I'm in a mastermind with a few women. Um, it's a peer led mastermind that I started. And um, one of my mastermind um, friends sent me a Vox. She had entered into this, um, this collaboration with a woman and she was supposed to do a podcast episode for her as a result of this collaboration. And she um, was saying after she's gotten to know the woman a little bit more, she's not feeling at peace to continue the collaboration. And, you know, I was like, well, tell me, you know, tell me what's going on. Why aren't you, why aren't you feeling peace? What's happening? And so she kind of filled me in on the details of, you know, the conversations that had happened and what was making her feel uncomfortable. And she didn't know how to, um, she did first of all, she wanted to be a woman of her word, but she was no longer feeling the peace of God around continuing on. And she needed, she didn't know how to disengage or pull back. Um, and she, and like I said, she was concerned about her integrity because she was like, I, I agreed to do this and now I'm feeling like I don't want to do it, but I don't know. And so, you know, the reasons why she was feeling uncomfortable, I felt were extremely valid and I would have felt the same way. I'm not going to get into the details of what, what the situation was, but it was, you know, more of the more information was revealed to her in regards to this collaboration um, as she started to work with this woman, she was like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't, I can't align myself with that. And, um, I told her, I said, well, what would you rather, who would you rather, um, renege on? <laughs> I said, would you rather, you know, renege on this woman, you know, apologize profusely and, you know, let her know, you know what, I'm not feeling peace around this anymore. Just tell her the truth. I'm, I'm not feeling, now that I have more information, I don't feel like it's a good fit for me and my business. Instead of saying those words and being honest and integrous to what was going on in your heart or renege on God, who the Holy Spirit inside of you is telling you to, you know, is raising these red flags. Hey, 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 <laughs> don't do this. Don't move forward. Don't keep going. Who would you rather be in trouble with. <laughs> I'd much rather be in trouble with the woman than with God, especially, you know, if he's getting my attention around this thing. And so I just kind of helped her come up with a way to be honest about what was going on in a very kind and loving way. 
Um, I, I told her, you know, you know, she was like, well, I don't know how to communicate it. I said, don't put it in an email, record it in a video, just do a loom real quick, let her know so she can hear your voice and your tone and see your face and your, um, and your body, you know, so she can actually really hear and see the heart of what you're saying. I said, you're not responsible for her response. You're only responsible for yours. And what we're not going to do is hold her. uh, We're not going to hold her flesh against her. (laughs) I love that saying. I heard my pastor say that a few weeks ago. I am no longer holding people's flesh against them. (laughs) Because people are fleshy and sometimes they act in fleshy ways. Sometimes we act in fleshy ways. I'm not holding that against people anymore. (laughs) Somebody offends me. You know what? I'm not holding your flesh against you. You still have a responsibility, however, to respond in Christlikeness. And as a business owner, this is how I'm suggesting you do it, not just as a good collaborator and good networker, but also, you know, as a, as a Christ follower. And we were having a business conversation, but my faith and her faith were infused. And how do I love on this woman in the midst of having to dismantle a collaboration. How do I do that? And this is why I'm saying staying connected with God in your work and your business, whether or not your business is faith-based or not, is important in order for him to guide you because you are literally bringing the kingdom of God into this world through your work and through your interactions. I actually go through networking and collaboration um, from a Christ-like perspective in the Refresh Moms membership, which you just heard about in um, the promo. So if you're wanting access to my approach to lovingly networking and collaborating, that is part of that membership. So just go ahead and um, complete the, if it's the uh, the waiting list at the time you're hearing this, just hop on that waiting list because Um, it'll be released in um, February of 2021, I believe February. Um, But if you're listening to this and it's past February, 2021, just hop into the membership and that that's a bonus that comes with it. All right. I want to give just a, a note of encouragement. This is kind of like a rabbit trail for those of you that are in the wellness industry. Okay. So in reference to the bringing the kingdom of God to this in the world, through your work. All right. So at the time I'm recording, this is at the end of 2020. And so the trauma that we've experienced globally, um, as well as nationally here in America is tremendous. We've been through so much trauma with the pandemic, with um, the media attention uh, around systemic racism and um, social injustices and social inequities, how this was a huge year to shine light on this. And the election and all the drama around the election and how we have a a sitting president that is not conceding right now and challenging the democratic system of America in ways that are, in my opinion, very, very dangerous and harmful to our country. All of this is happening right now. And for you all that are in the wellness industry, when I say wellness, I'm talking about, you know, mental health, emotional health, physical, 
um, health, work-life balance. If you're working in those areas in any kind of way, you are doing the work of the Lord in 2021 in such a tremendous way because we are going to be processing through that trauma for quite some time, for quite some time. Things are not going to go back to the way they used to be. (laughs) We are in a completely new place in this country and your work, like I said, without being niched to Christian, to Christian um, community, your work is bringing the kingdom of God to this world. I just wanted to give you a little note, a little sidebar of encouragement because your work is needed and important, especially in 2021. Because I don't, I do not know what the aftermath of this is going to be across the board, but I know that the the experience of trauma, there's always the recovery of trauma needed. Okay. All right. So number four, I'm almost done. Staying connected to God is how you'll be guided by him in your service. So just thinking of that conversation I had with my um, fellow masterminder, you know, you're, you are able to be guided on how to serve a client or help a peer or who to um, collaborate with, who not to, how to serve your community, being in tune with what your people need your family, what they need, your children, your husband. Staying connected to God is how you're going to be guided by him in your service to all the people that are depending upon you to serve. It's where you get your clarity. Um, for me, it's so important because my one of the things that I do for my clients is help them create clarity, which means I have to continue to cultivate clarity for myself in order to provide opportunities and um, environments for clarity for my clients. The same thing is for you. Just turn it around in whatever ways you are serving your people. Your connection with God is how you continue to be guided by him and not depending upon your flesh to do it. Remember (laughs) earlier, I was like, we're not going to hold people accountable for their flesh. I shouldn't say accountable. We're not going to hold people's flesh against them. When we're not nurturing that relationship with God, we do step into making decisions for our business and our work and our families from um, a flesh, a fleshy perspective. And we do want to yield our flesh to the word and how God is leading. And we do that by nurturing our relationship with him. All right. And the last one is, I don't want you to minimize the correlation between God's guidance and your work. I don't want you to put those in two different boxes. I don't want you to feel like, okay, over here, I spend time with God and over here, I work. Know that the two go together. Know that they don't have to live in separate boxes. Know that you can commune with God during your workday and include his guidance and his um, still small voice as you're working, as you are um connecting with your family. It's all connected and it's all correlated. <laughs> and they're not separate from each other. They, are, they, they walk in tandem with each other. So I don't want you to minimize that correlation at all. Um, just know that it's important and your work is so important that I don't want you to miss opportunities to 
bring God's kingdom into the life of someone else um, by sacrificing your nurturing of your faith and your time spent with God. All right. That is it. Now, once again, this was not designed to make you feel guilty about time you're not spending with God. It's it's really designed to encourage you to make it a priority, but I want you to feel the freedom to prioritize it and include it in a way that aligns with your current season. All right. And then um, I'm not sure if it's going to be next episode. (laughs) I don't know which order I'm publishing things, but before the season is over, I'm going to talk about some practical ways to create rhythms around your connection with God. But until then, download the Refresh Moms app. It is designed to help you fit in time with God in an easier way at the um, touch of a finger. You can insert a meditation or a devotion or a playlist. You know, you can nurture your relationship with God in short periods of time in your day. And that app is designed to help you do it. It's designed to um, help you move from a life that's feeling overcommitted and possibly Um, from a seat of burnout to one that is filled with opportunities to rest. So go ahead and hit um, your iOS app store or Android, do a search for Refresh Moms and download the app. And that is there to support you right now. And if you need to just get a jumpstart on learning how to rest, download my Refresh Mom starter kit. That's a great place to begin, which is why it's called the Starter Kit. And I'm going to teach you or share with you the seven ways to um, replace burnout with rest. And there's also a guided prayer on rest to go ahead and get you started in nurturing uh, your relationship with God and hearing from God around the types of rest practices you need, which include spiritual rest and fitting in time to commune with him that is it thank you so much for um listening and um i'll see you the next episode stay refreshed thank you for listening to the refreshed moms podcast hey if you're a fan of this podcast i'd love it if you can leave a star rating and review this helps put me in front of more beautiful women just like you so before you hop off stop by and click a star rating and leave a review. Don't forget, find me on Facebook and Instagram at Refresh Moms to receive your daily dose of refreshment. Let's connect again soon. All right. Bye for now.